Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillah. Welcome back to the Qaswa podcast. We're now on uh, week 4 of term 2 2023. And today we discussed about um, charity and uh, about purifying our hearts or shining um, our hearts. But before we uh, dive into our Uh, topic today um, we've got some interesting announcements to make yeah yes, so this uh, this coming uh, Sunday next yeah. week the 28th of May uh, is our second Koswa family picnic um, yes. for the year so um, we really want uh, to do all these social events so the families could get together and the exactly. parents especially get to know yeah. each other because a lot of the children have made friends yeah. um at Koswa but the parents don't know each other yep. so we want parents to know each other and then get closer to each other and you know you can plan outings or play dates or yeah. with other muslim families yep. and we also just want um the teachers as well to Get to know the get parents, know the parents the so we get to catch up. Yeah. In, in, uh, uh, because when it's madrasa time, the teachers are very busy with the children. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so during the picnics, it allows the teachers time yeah. um, to chat. Um, so we really look forward yep. to having the parents at the Koswa family picnic. And this time, it's actually really interesting because we are working with the city of Canning. Yes. So the city of Canning, um, they've got this program called the. Um, climate change leadership yeah. program uh, where they get uh, students aged 10 to 6 10 to 17 years old they get together they run leadership activities and uh, included in the activities is uh, kayaking mm. so from 10 to 2 they're going to run uh, those programs kayaking some outdoor outdoor activities and also uh, they have to draft a proposal to the city of canning on how to um, improve um the environment conservation um and they they're going to train these children the students to be um agent of um environmental, environmental uh, uh health yeah, yeah. And i think that ties in really well with what we teach the children yes. here at Koswa the three, the uh, three duties, duties of, a of a muslim yeah so uh, since uh, they are young we all since they're in pre primary yep. we always teach them that there are three duties of a muslim the first one is to make ourselves good and the second is to help our uh, help, help others, others be good. good and the third is to um help make the environment clean and beautiful yes. um and this ties in with the third one um and it's i think it's something really powerful yep. for the children because they can see the impact yeah. um, going on because if we look into the sirah of the prophet he was someone that was very um concerned about the environment you see Uh, even in our sharia for instance uh, when you go to hajj you're not allowed to just pluck any tree not even a leaf for no reason mm. um when when the when the army was marching to war the prophet told his army he said that do not harm any plants mm. um so that concern for the environment and at a time when people didn't understand the impact that humans would have towards environment The Prophet told Sayyidina Mu'adh not to waste water when doing wudu. Mm-hmm. And Sayyidina Mu'adh was doing wudu in the river. And he said, I feel wudu is sort of that. The, I'm, in, I'm, in the, I'm doing wudu. Is there wastage in, in wudu? Mm-hmm. And the Prophet said, Naam, wa in kunta ala naharin jarin. Yes, even, though, even if you're making wudu in a flowing river. That, uh, uh, those days, 1400 years ago, people didn't really understand or didn't foresee that humanity could leave a great impact or harm the environment yeah, right. the environment was just too massive yeah. for 
human to harm. Yet the Prophet already told us, be kind to environment, even if you think that it's not going to impact you. So um, that's one of the reasons why when uh, City of Canning um, contacted me, I was like, yes, we are on board. And we, we, I told them about um, the three uh, duties of a Muslim and how we teach at Qaswa. And they were like, oh, that's in line with um, what they're doing. Yeah, so. so, but for the other families that don't have children in the program, you're definitely most welcome to come and we'll have a picnic. Um, yeah. The Canning Eco River is a beautiful place. Um, we, you know, we can um, enjoy ourselves together. We can bring some uh, games and yeah. things like that and um, some food. And it's always uh, lovely to have a Muslim gathering. Yeah, I think, like I, said, like I said, that uh, it's important that we all get to know each other. As the saying goes, it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. We don't have a proper village. As, so this is what we're trying to do, especially if your children go to uh, public school. Um, you are shaped by your environment. You are shaped by your uh, close friends, your closest friends. Uh, our daughters go to uh, public school. So we're not saying that you should not send your children to public school, but it is important that you be more proactive in making sure that our children have good Muslim friends around them that um, they can do sleepovers together. Later on, they want to go Outing, outings. Yeah. They want to go to the park. They want to go to the mall. Um, you know that you trust these families. They share the same uh, moral values. And you can lean onto um, each other. So every we try and do this program every... Once a term. Uh, once a term. So term one was the um, Beach Safe program. Uh, so term two will be this Canning Eco River um, and term three, inshallah, we'll announce soon. And every alternate month, um, we'll try and do the Maulid um, in, in the park where we get together um, at the park. We uh, read um, the seerah of the Prophet, poetry and praising the Prophet. We read one hadith of the Prophet and then children get to play and get to know each other uh, at the park. So all uh, these activities... Um, it's no, I think be, part, be part of being uh, in the Qaswa family, it's not just about the madrasa. Uh, it's also all these other um, activities mm -hmm. surrounding and supporting uh, our children's uh, Islamic education. Yes. Yeah. So the, the, the uh, leadership, the climate change leadership program is already fully booked. Um, we were offered only 25 spaces and I told the... Uh, organizers say we've got uh, at least 100 students in that age group. We said they can only cater for uh, 25 students. So maybe we'll see, inshallah, if, if um, it's, it's a success. And maybe we can ask for yeah. more programs um, in the future. Inshallah. All right, okay. So um, that's our introduction for today. Let's get into our uh, topic of discussion for week four. We're talking about, we're continuing from last week's discussion. Last week was about charity and how... Uh, charity purify our hearts. Uh, today, the notes between the younger students, year three and younger, year four and older, um, are different. We separated the notes um, just because I don't think that it was important for the younger children to know more about zakat yeah. beyond what we taught um, last week. Yeah. That's about as much as they need to know. But with the uh, bigger kids, uh, they need to know a bit more um, detail. Now, I think um, the, the, the topic of uh, today's lesson with your students is about uh, the journey to a happy heart. So how, what, what did you discuss about? So uh, today the children learned um, quite a few of new terminologies. Yes. Um, so often with the pre-primary ones, um, these concepts are still very new to them. Yep. 
so they uh, first, you know, they learn the cult, so the heart, mm -hmm. and then we, uh, we I always tell them that we've got two hearts. Yep. We have the physical heart and we have our spiritual heart. Yep. So I tell them the physical heart is the size of your fist. It lives in your body. Mm -hmm. And um, that heart is the one that pumps blood. It makes you alive. And they were always like, I always tell them, that, how do you feel your heart? Can you feel it go? Dip, 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 dip. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, I talk to them about the spiritual heart that also sits in your physical heart, but mm -hmm. that heart is invisible. Yep. Yeah. And that is the heart that shines, or mm -hmm. that is the heart that gets um, dirty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, so they, they've known that because since um, term one, when they come in, we've always. Talked yep. about um, the heart. I think that 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 shining the heart is a underlying underlining uh, theme that will happen yeah. throughout. throughout. Yeah, yeah, that's why I do. So, but today was the first time they were learning about ruh and nafs. Yep. Yeah. So, so that's the new terminology that they are learning. So yeah. they will. It will take them a good few weeks to get their head around yes. um, this concept. So we talked about the ruh. Um, the Ruh being um, the one that is good, that wants to listen to what Allah teaches, that's always inspired by the angels, by mm -hmm. Malika. Um, and then, you know, to always want good, always yep. want goodness. And we talk about the nafs who is more self-centered, mm -hmm. right? Who uh, The nafs who wants things now and who wants things for themselves mm -hmm. and, who, you know, who is more... Um, greedy and self-centered mm -hmm. um, in nature. So we, we talked about those two different ones and we gave them an example. So um, I, I talked to them about chocolate. Mm -hmm. So I asked them to imagine their most favorite um, favorite chocolate. What's the most favorite chocolate among your students? Uh, it has to be milk chocolate. Fredos were very popular. All right, okay. Yeah, Fredos were quite popular. Mm -hmm. So um, I said, like, imagine you have, like, a really big, um, a really big serve of your favorite favorite chocolate in your hand, right? So your nafs will tell you that this is mine. I'm going to eat it all. Mm -hmm. This is only mine, right? I'm not going to give it to anyone else. I'm going to have it all for myself, right? But the cult uh, will go. Like, uh, but the uh, will go like the roof. The roof. The roof will go that. No, I need. Um, the roof will go. It is very good to share. Um, it is not healthy to eat so much of this. Mm -hmm. um, Allah loves it if I share this around. Mm -hmm. you know, one pack of Fredos have got 15. Mm -hmm. It will be really good if I give one each to my classmates yep. instead of holding it exactly. um, yeah. all to myself. And the kalp, the heart, is where this takes place. Yes. Yeah, that's the battle. This there. is the invisible battle that yeah. happens. Yeah, that happens. So they actually really got that, mm -hmm. that concept. Um, so then I gave them a bit more examples yep. like going uh, because like they really need to have that practical thing in their mind so yep. examples that they could relate to like for example um, going to the shops with their parents and wanting that particular toy yep. and their parents says no you've got to wait maybe after you have uh, practiced your Quran for five days then I'll buy you that yep. toy and then you know the Ruh will say okay I'll listen to mom and wait and be mm -hmm. patient but the Nafs will go throwing a tantrum. Like, yep. I want it now, I want it now. And, yeah. you know, being rude to your parents. So they really got, got that concept. Yeah. And I think it's really good for parents to remind them. Yeah. Um, and I think the, um, at, the, at the end of the day, when it comes to children and we're talking about um, this happy heart, um, the, the heart will always be happier when it listens to the ruh mm. uh, in the long run. Yeah. In the short term, 
they will be happier with um, the nafs. Yeah. Like with that Fredo. If they eat the entire 15, mm. it will be, man, that is awesome. Yeah. But it, it's just then, temporary. Because immediately after that, they'll feel um, tummy ache yeah. and they'll feel they can't sleep because they're sugar high. Yeah. They start misbehaving and they get scolded by their parents and so on. So it is important that we talk to the children that um, when it comes to the choice between following the ruh or following the nafs, the nafs always gives you that immediate, immediate. Um, gratification. Yeah. But long-term happiness is It's always from listening from to the ruh. Yeah. yeah. So that was um, that was good that they they got they got that concept, mm-hmm. All right. um, which was really nice. Um, and then we we know we talked about the three three steps to purify uh, the to heart. Purify yeah. the heart. So we talked about. So did you use the original the the, the real term or? No, so oh, okay. we, we use the tidying up. Let's so say giving an example, like you know, you first have to clean your heart, right? Yeah. To tidy your heart. So we give them an example of a room. So if your room is messy, like, you know, you have um, things on the floor, toys, clothes, everything strewn on the floor. What do you need to do? So you need to clean it up. You need to pick up your toys, put it where it is. You need to pick up your clothes, hang it up. You need to throw rubbish in the bin. So those kind of things. And then, so I said the same with your heart. So if your heart has got a lot of, um, like, black spots, you call them, a lot yeah. of things that... Are not very good that mm-hmm. you do. You first need to try and remove it. Yeah. Right? So if you if it's something not nice that you've done with a person, you first apologize and you try to fix it. And then you try and replace. Uh, you try and clean it first, mm-hmm. and then you have to maintain it. So uh, again, I say if your room is already clean, how do you make sure it doesn't get dirty again? What do you need to do? So they could say that oh, I need to take out one toy only and mm. play with one and then keep it back. So exactly, you need to always do good, right? You always need to tidy up mm-hmm. so the same with maintaining a clean heart you always need to keep doing the yeah. good thing over and over and over again so we gave the example of wudu mm-hmm. like you know so if you take wudu one uh, once a month it's not the same as the heart uh, the shine is not the same as the heart of a person who takes wudu a few times a day yep yeah so we went we went through that um that maintenance yeah yeah And, um, of the heart, which was, um, I think they, they really got liked it, it. Yeah. they got it. Uh, but this week, what the children also really enjoyed was the craft. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we made a love, uh, we made a heart mm-hmm. um, and we sticked a lot of sparkly bits, yep. uh, all the different kinds of shiny things. Yep. And I think that served as a reminder to them that you need to do a lot of good yep. to maintain um, the yep. shiny heart. So they put in a lot of small little shiny um, mosaics. Yep. Um, into it, so you can have a look at your yeah. children's um, craft. I think. So I think uh, this year we 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 switched it a little bit. Usually, even with the younger kids, we teach them the Arabic term, mm. which in classical Islamic uh, tazkiyah, purification of the soul, we is called uh, the tahalli, tahalli, and tajalli. Yeah. Um, we thought that um, based on previous years' teaching, it's hard for students to they need to remember the term and then remember the concept, the yeah. meaning of it. So we just switched it up over to English. Tahalli uh, becomes tidy up. Tahalli uh, becomes time to smile because tahalli is cleaning your heart. Tahalli uh, is beautifying your heart with good traits. Um, so that's time to smile. And then tajalli um, is time uh, twinkle and glow. 
Because tajalli means those good, good habits are already part of you and people around you are enjoying the benefits yeah. of your kindness, of yeah. your good akhlaq. This is when you're twinkling yeah. and um, glowing. So one thing that we added, so like, you know, that enjoyment mm. of, of other people when you have good manners. So mm. we also talked about secret charity. Yes. Um, so I told the children about, you know, if you do good in secrecy, in, uh, in uh, that people don't know that yep. you did it. Um, you uh, Allah really likes it yes. when you do charity, when you do something and you don't mention it. Yep. Yeah. So for younger children, um, it's always practical things around the yeah. house. So it's like, so if you see, let's say, the uh, cushions in the hall is a bit messy, strewn down, you pick it up and arrange it nicely on the sofa. You don't let people know that you do it. You know, your mom comes to the hotel. Oh, it's already clean. You yeah. know, she doesn't have to do it. That's charity. Those are the, those are the best kinds yeah. of uh, charity. So, like, quietly deeds, yeah. you take some water and water the plants. And, you well, it's already done. Yeah. You give birds some water. So, all those, like, kind of yep. things that you do that you see that the carpet is a, a bit messy and you put it nicely yep. without being told and don't mention it. Um, so, those are, like, secret charities. The yeah. children got quite excited. Um yeah, so let's that. see what they come up with yeah. next week. I think uh, we used to have this program, Random, Random Act of Kindness. Yeah. Maybe we need to bring that back mm. uh, at Qaswa. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. 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 So how are the older um, children? Today? So with, with the uh, year four and above, we discussed about, uh, we continued the discussion about uh, zakat. And we one of the important concepts that we want to introduce to the students is definitions. Mm that before we embark on a discussion, we need to define things. Mm. Because sometimes people get into disagreement and then because they didn't define the words mm. correctly. I'm talking about something else, you're talking about something else, we use the same word but different meanings mm. um, and you will not get, it, get anywhere. So uh, we introduce this concept and we, you will see this within Islamic studies, even like Imam al-Bajuri um, in his Aqidah, uh, book he said that first of all you need to know the had the definition the mawdu' the topic of the discussion so that we don't so that our discussion is always um, focused we don't waste time and definition will always be divided into literal lughatan wastilahan literal and technical the literal is the dictionary meaning the most common meaning that we use the technical meaning is going to change from science to science or from field to field zakat the literal meaning is purification. Mm -hmm. It's not charity. But the technical meaning is that mandatory charity that um, every Muslims have to give mm -hmm. when they fulfill the criteria, certain conditions in terms of wealth ownership and so on, you have to give a certain amount. Um, so combining these two meanings, we understand that zakat is purifying charity. Mm. And we spoke a bit about uh, how, what does it mean? What does purifying charity mean? It means that you're purifying part of your wealth yeah. Uh, because n Allah gives us our wealth, but from all that He have, has given us, a small portion of it actually doesn't belong to us. Mm. It belongs to someone else. We are just the conduit to transfer it to the right recipients. Mm. And the question is like, why must Allah do that? Why can't Allah just give directly to those people that yeah. need it? Um, we, and, and we tie it back to our discussion last week about why are some people rich and some people poor. Uh, the fact that there is that imbalance in the society 
allow society to move. progress, yeah. to move. Because if everybody is equal, and this is what we see the failure of communism, everybody is equally rich, everybody is equally poor, the society will collapse. Mm. Um, if everybody gets the same mark, whether you study or you don't, everybody will get a C, for instance, mm. um, no one will bother to study. And mm. we see there was an experiment, an economy, economy professor uh, did an experiment uh, with his students. He said that what we're going to do is um, everybody in class will get the same mark. I will take the highest, I'll take the lowest, and I'll take average. the average, and everybody will get that average. So initially, he saw that the, the score was, as usual, the A students. You get, you get that bell curve, the good students, um, and then most of them will be in the middle, and then the bad students at the back, just a few. Um, that was the first test. When the smart students saw that um, they got, their marks got deducted, yeah. uh, they stopped studying. Mm. And the average student also like, what? Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. Over time, towards the end of the term, he saw that now everybody is failing. Mm -hmm. Now the average kept getting lower and lower and lower. It came to the point that nobody wanted to attend class anymore. What's the point of learning? Mm -hmm. So when you have absolute equality, uh, it is when it comes to spiritual equality between you and Allah, yes, it's important. But when it comes to the organization of society, absolute equality would make society, the society uh, collapse. So Allah giving some more to others, uh, less to others, and, and then within our wealth, there are some that belong to other people. Uh, that means it, it makes society move. So now we have to learn to live, live with, each, with each other, that the rich will have to care for the poor, and the poor will be patient, and the poor will serve the community in things that maybe the rich don't want to do. But that way, the society will get to uh, yeah. progress. And then that's, you know, that's again the, the test of sabr and shukur. The test of sabr and shukur. Yeah. It's in the eyes of Allah, uh, it's equal. Whether yeah. it's wealth or poverty, it's equal. It's all means for us to get to um, Jannah. So uh, then, we, so we say that by giving zakat, you're purifying your wealth. But beyond that, you're also purifying your heart. Mm. If you understand and you do zakat, and any charity properly, it's one of the most powerful ways for us to purify our hearts. Yeah. Before we speak about why, how it purifies our heart, then the next discussion was, why is it important for us to purify our heart? So we, we spoke about how the Prophet said that the heart is the king, if it's good, everything else will be good, and how Allah said that um, uh, success, success is, success people are those that, successful people are those that purify their hearts, and invitation to Jannah depends on purification of yeah. the heart. Allah says, Ya ayyatuhan nafsul mutma'inna. Those who, who possess the um, calm nafs, the calm soul that has been tamed, the soul that has been tamed, uh, Allah says, Fadkhuli fi ibadi wadkhuli jannati. Enter into my, be among my servants and enter into my Jannah. So success in this world and the hereafter depends on our purification um, of, of the heart. So we then discussed the inner dimensions of charity because last week we stopped at what to give and who to give. Now it's more on the inner dimension. And we uh, shared a story about uh, Sayyidina Umar al-Khattab, our second Khalifa, when he was um, the Khalifa, one of his practice was he would walk at, at night, night alone to observe the state of his people. people. And one night he was walking and he heard children crying. He went to that uh, house. She saw a lady cooking a rock in a mm. pot. And she, was, she asked this lady, why are you cooking rock? 
The lady said, we're just so poor, we don't have anything to eat and the children are crying out of hunger, they can't sleep. I'm hoping that while I'm pre pretending to cook, I'm stirring, the children will go to sleep uh, out of tiredness of waiting for, the, for me to complete cooking. Omar was so touched that he rushed back home. He carried a sack of food and brought it back to the um, family and fed the family. And uh, he then asked the lady, like, uh, why didn't you make the Khalifa know about this? Yeah. The lady just said that, ah, the Khalifa is too busy. She wouldn't, he wouldn't have time uh, to look after me. Um, and Omar then um, just made it a point to continue with that practice, make sure that um, people are well looked after. But from this story, we learn a few important lessons about um, the inner dimension of charity. First and foremost, it's like what you said just now, that secret charity. Mm. Keep it private, keep it secret between mm. you and Allah. The Prophet said that the best charity is the one that is given with the right hand and the left hand doesn't know about it. Don't publicize your act of charity. The Quran tells us, in tubdu sadaqati If you were to make it public, then it is okay. But in but if you were to hide it, make it private, and give it to the poor, that is better for you, and it will purify your heart. So uh, there are circumstances, situations where it is good to give charity publicly. You encourage others, role modeling. But it is important that we do more charity privately. Let's say you you give a um, hundred dollars publicly. Make sure you give more. Privately, yeah. make sure. Let's say you, uh, people see you cleaning up um, the house, uh, the hall, um, publicly. Do it privately. Do it more times. Do it more often. Uh, make sure that you keep your uh, your charity as private as possible. And we see this in Umar al-Khattab. He did it at night. His workers. He was the Khalifa, the leader of the nation. Yeah. And at this time, we have to remember that Umar al-Khattab was. Probably the most powerful man on earth because mm. during his reign, Muslims ruled, um, defeated the Sassanid Empire yeah. and also defeated um, the, 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 the jewels of the Roman, the, the Damascus, uh, uh, Jerusalem fell under the Muslim hand. So the two largest empire were just defeated by the Muslims. This man being the most powerful man on earth, yet he went personally, he checked the status of his mm. people and he in personally carried a sack of food to feed to these poor people. And uh, when, 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 when he, he gave it, he did not make a big fuss out of it. Mm -hmm. When the lady told him, told, told, basically told him, told the Khalifa, in front of the Khalifa himself, Khalifa is too busy. Mm -hmm. He did not retaliate. He did not say, do you, do you, do you know who you're talking to? Mm -hmm. I'm the Khalifa. Mm -hmm. I gave you food. Should mm -hmm. be thankful. No, he did not. Mm -hmm. He just forget about it. He gave. Reward comes from Allah. And this is a description of the believer that Allah mentioned in the Quran. Allah says, when Innama nut'imukum Indeed, we feed you for the pleasure of Allah. La nuridu minkum jaza'an wa shukura. We don't expect anything. No reward, not even thank you. So this this is exemplified by Umar ibn Khattab. And thirdly, do not insult the recipient. Do not make the recipient feel any less than you mm. for receiving the charity. And we have to change our mindset that when we help others, we're giving charity, we're actually benefiting more than the recipient. Yeah. Because Allah promised every good deed will be multiplied by 10. Ten yeah. But with charity, Allah said that it can go up as high as 700. Mm. The parable of someone who gives charity in the path of Allah 
كمثل حبة It's like someone who plants a seed And from this one seed سبعة سنابيل في كل سنبلة مئة حبة Seven branches grow And from each branch you have a hundred more seeds So you plant one seed You get back seven hundred You give one dollar You get back seven hundred dollars That means you're getting more than what you're giving That person receiving only gets one dollar And one dollar How long does it last today? Let's say you give a person a hundred dollars in charity In three days That money is gone He buys food He buys this and that Your Reward from Allah will be $7,000 times $700,000. And that reward with Allah will remain forever. So you are the one benefiting. We should be thankful to those we have somebody to give charity to, that we have the opportunity. And I think this is where it's quite important to actually teach children this concept. Yes. And the children, the middle childhood, especially they love doing this math. Mm-hmm. And we give them, you know, like one to seven hundred. Now think about one seven hundred on like little cutter. Yeah, it becomes. It's just like not that we are being calculative um, to Allah, but we want the children to realize that it's such a such benefit that they get. Yeah. Um, and also like um, for us in Australia, I think sometimes it's hard for the children to actually see someone who's poor and i think the closest we get here is like people who are homeless yeah um and make it a point to have some you know cash especially if you have young children yeah. to actually then give it to them for them to give it yeah um to the homeless person who's begging for money so at least they get some practice or uh, you also have those homeless runs, runs that, or yeah. dinners that feed uh, the homeless and poor mm-hmm. people I think uh, City of Canning has one uh, every that uh, yeah. every Wednesday, and uh, our cafe tries to participate um, at least once a month, and we'll go and bring some food. Mm-hmm. You get to see people from various various background. Bring your children, eat dinner with everyone there, eat mm-hmm. dinner with the community. That that will be um, a good practice. Yeah. So, um, and we spoke also about the invisible battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that um, the same concept about the uh, ruh, about the nafs yeah. battling each other. And between this battle, our aqal, our intellect becomes the judge. Yeah, and that is why, that's why it's important that um, we feed our intellect with the right kind of knowledge so it can make the right decision mm-hmm. um, in, um, in the battle. We gave an example about studying. Um, you got an exam coming to study or to play games or watch Netflix, mm. you know, that dilemma happens. Mm. Um, and, and, but uh, so that that's um, which the, the Ruh will always tell you that Ruh loves knowledge, mm. tell you to study. The Nafs loves entertainment, tells you to play games. Which one do you follow? The mind, the intellect will be the decision uh, maker um, in this. Uh, we also spoke about one of the beauty of the religion of Islam is that it recognizes the Nafs. Nafs is not evil. Mm. Nafs has potential to be evil, but it is not evil per se. Mm. It, if, if we only have the ruh, and we only feed the ruh, and we ignore the nafs, we will die, we will mm. perish. Because the ruh feeds on good deeds, on mm. dhikr, on Quran, on salah, on learning. Uh, but we need food. Mm. The food, the motivation to eat food, those appetite, comes from the nafs. Mm. But Islam tells us we need to control the nafs. Mm. The, it shouldn't be the nafs controlling us. And this is why we have Ramadan. Mm. We've got, we fasted Ramadan, you, you have food. Instead of the nafs controlling us, eat whatever we feel like eating. Mm. We tell ourselves, no, 
I am in control. You don't get to eat until a certain time. When Allah tells us we can eat, we eat. So that training of the nafs is really important. Because we, 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 when we look into some other spiritual tradition, there are spiritual traditions that actually uh, tries to kill the nafs altogether, denies the rights of the nafs. Uh, no good food, uh, you shouldn't get married. Um, anything that is nice has to be sinful. Islam uh, recognizes that to have that balance. That balance. Yeah. Good food is ni'mah, this from Allah. But good food that you are greedy about, you refuse to share with others, that becomes a problem. Yeah. A family, that's a beautiful thing. You get married and all, that's a good thing. But uh, having multiple, having girlfriends and boyfriends and so on without uh, relationship, responsibility, responsibility yeah. now that is, that is bad. So the nafs wants those things. Islam guides saying that, okay, this is how... Um, a healthy, wholesome way to um, feed um, the nafs. Mm. And that is why also in the ayah that we recited just now in Surah Al-Fajr, Allah invites people to Jannah. Allah says, Ya ayyatuhan nafsul mutma'inna. The nafs that is mutma'inna. Mm. This nafs that is calm. And in the next few weeks, we'll explore the different types of nafs uh, so that we can understand uh, that those whispers that in, comes in our hearts that we, we hear in our heart is that uh, from which angle is that is that nafsul mutma'inna is that nafsul lawama is that nafsul mulhama all those different types of nafs we're going to discuss about um, that in the next in, in the coming uh, weeks um, inshallah so we also ended with this uh, random, random act of kindness because we spoke about um, the importance of um, uh, purifying our hearts through charity keeping it secret Encourage students to think of random random act of kindness. They can they can start doing at home. They can start doing at school. And we then spoke about the three the three T's mm. to purifying. Instead of using tidying up, time to smile, twinkle, we use the Arabic term tahalli, tahalli, and tajalli. Uh, these are just terms that we introduce: cleaning, beautifying, manifesting. Mm. Uh, but we will look into how to utilize this uh, starting next week. How do you use tahalli, tahalli, and tajalli? to purify our heart and may by purifying our heart we hope that Allah will invite us uh, to enter into his uh, jannah mm. yeah so that's all about that's that's all that's what we did with yeah. the bigger kids today mm. it will be good to also i think for parents to kind of read through yeah um, the notes the notes mm. um, the notes are always up um, on cluster yeah and I think if, you know, you explain and have a conversation with the children, mm. um, I think it's nice for the family to, you know, then think of maybe a little project, yeah. kindness that you want to do exactly. together. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all for today. Uh, inshallah, we'll see you um, next week at the madrasa. And the picnic. And the picnic. Uh, or maybe we'll see you tomorrow. Very much for listening.